This is episode number eight with Jim Hopper and multiple business owner, Umama Kibria. Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. My name is Nick Carrier, fitness trainer and business owner. We all go through life a little bit differently, but we all have one common journey, and that's the journey to become the best version of ourself. Each day, we try to upgrade ourselves. We want to be better today than we were yesterday. That's why each week, we bring you the tools and inspiration to help you become the best version of yourself and find your best you. Thanks for spending some time with me and Umama today. Umama has created such a unique community of people that are like-minded and help each other develop into the best version of themselves. She loves connecting people together. She loves creating a space for people to be themselves and to communicate with each other. Today, Umama and I talked about how fitness and nutrition can teach you so much about life and how to love yourself. She talks about her own struggles with her parents not accepting her decision to do what she does today. If you're watching this on YouTube, give it a like and a comment. Engage with me. Subscribe there. If you're listening on iTunes, make a review. Move this thing up. The more reviews you write, the more people get access to these tools, tips, and inspiration. But for now, it's time. It's time to work on being our best self today with the super passionate Umama Kibria. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I got the one and only Umama Kibria with me here today. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, super stoked to have her. Uh, well, it's going to be for awesome. Me. Yeah, I'm definitely. So we connected through the DM, yeah. and here we are now. I love this. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great conversation here. Um, but basically, uh, you know, I got to be exposed to you back here when I lived in Atlanta, uh, where we are today. So I'm back to be glad to be back home. Um, but the way I want to kind of start today is I know that. Before you, you know, started your business and were big into the fitness thing, that you weren't in the best shape of your life, right? <laughs> yeah. And you kind of had this transformation. I want to know what kind of sparked you to want to get in better shape and kind of start this business. Yeah, uh, for me, it was like most people. I was just lost. Uh, I was the big sorority girl and super passionate in college and that's what really always fired me up. But post-college life, I was in this lull of like, shit, I don't feel like going out anymore. I like, I don't know what I'm doing with my job. My relationships are going south. So I had this one meltdown on a Friday night and I was just evaluating my life. Like, what am I doing? What am I passionate about? And I'm in the shower, I'm breaking down crying and I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave the shower. I'm going to wash off these tears and I'm going to step out of here and do something to gain control back. And what are the two things I have control over? I was like, all right, let me try this fit thing and this nutrition thing to help supplement it and those two things combined uh, were the two things that helped me realize like I can do anything but it's just a matter of like sticking to something and being consistent having that discipline and that was three years ago now and I haven't stopped training since so when you said when you said back in the shower and that time you were (laughs) when you you were lost right you were trying to figure yourself out what did what was going through your head why do you think you were lost yeah um I just felt like I wasn't doing anything. Uh, I was in a job. I was working for like a supply company and I was doing marketing. It was a startup. So it was all just kind of learning from them. But I felt like my work wasn't going towards anything that was going to help the world or fulfill my purpose. And I'm a very passionate, purpose-driven person. (laughs) So when I feel like I'm being limited in what I could do, uh, I felt like I was just 
lost and I realized I was coming home and I was just Netflix and chilling like that was the epitome of my life my boyfriend at the time was just kind of uh there we were just coasting through it and I was just steady but I knew that that's not what I was put on this earth to do Mm -hmm. and that sounds so like cliche and like but uh, if there's ever that little voice in your heart that's like Dude, you could be doing more. Yeah. Get up. Mm-hmm. Get up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I showered and I let that go and I started doing push-ups with my hair soaking in my room. Right. But that's how it starts. One action, right? When you believe it at the height of excitement. And that's now the how I live my lifestyle. Right. So obviously, I don't think there's probably like a... You know, you had, you got out, you did push-ups, you said, and you realized that fitness and nutrition were the two things that you could control. So how did that lead to creating your business and creating this brand that you now have? Yeah. Um, so I realized it was just realizing I could do anything. Yeah. Um, first, it was just me sharing my lifestyle. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually hid my face, my name and everything. I was just so, uh, I was so into the fitness and training that I wanted to create a community. Mm-hmm. So I started sharing on Instagram because that's where I knew people weren't going to be judgmental and people in the fitness mindset were going to all come together. And so I actually kept it a secret from my friends. Like I didn't tell anyone at work and for two years, I never told anyone anybody no way so uh, if you go scroll back all the way to the beginning right. of my post it was just me being led by passion and attracting people with that same mentality of we just want community we want to share our strengths and our failures together and grow and what i realized after two years of doing this i was like okay i've like really made a name for myself in this community yeah. and i was so driven by connecting people because i started discovering that was my purpose in okay. life and so i started hosting these like meetups where i was just like i want new friends so let me do this and now three years later I actually just came from one of my events uh, I realized the big need for community and um, last January I actually got laid off Mm. and I remember sitting in that room with my HR director and the CEO and I'm crying and hugging them and saying thank you like I needed that push I needed someone to say like go out there And at the end of every, like, I've been laid off before, I've been fired before, and the head boss would always say, it wasn't you, you're you're meant to do something else. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. And so that's how I've created all these things now. And so now a couple of times you said that you've realized that anything is possible. And I think a lot of people, when they hear that from people in like motivation or fitness type space, they think like, yeah, whatever, that's bullcrap. Anything is impossible. So kind of speak to that more. Why is anything possible? Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to drift from that a little. Okay. Anything is only possible if you put 100 million percent behind it. Okay. So anything is not possible. Yeah. So it's only possible if you do the work and that's exactly what fitness teaches you. You can't transform your body. You can't make good eating uh, or nutrition habits if you don't do the work. And so Fitness trains you for that mindset of discipline and grinding every single day, creating that structure. And then what I did was just take that mentality of the hustle and grind Mm -hmm. and patience being the most important thing uh, and applied that to my business model. And now, you know, a lot of people know I have a personal brand, but I haven't, I just started monetizing that like last month. Yeah. Uh, I actually started my own advertising 
marketing agency right. and I have my own events company and now I just started my own um, I don't really know how to categorize it but it's a tech company yeah. right now so I own four businesses now and it's because fitness every day prepares me to go out there for that hustle mentality and that's why anything is possible that's awesome I think that that's huge because you being mindful and conscientious enough that of the hard work that you put into fitness and be able to realize that and be able to apply that outside of your life. I think that's super hard for a lot of people to make that transition. Um, but because not everybody is so mindful of that. So I think that's super cool. And, um, now I'm going to kind of transition into, I think one of the reasons why I was so kind of attracted to your page and followed you all the time and stuff like that is that you always showed up as 100% yourself. And I think that to me is what being the best version of yourself actually is showing up as 100% you and just being to being able to upgrade that person all the time, every single day and being in that heightened version, um, better, to, better tomorrow than you were today. And I think Absolutely. that that's something that you always do and you're super vulnerable and open on Instagram, which is so unique, I think, because everybody's just posting usually their best times and stuff like that. And I'm probably do that a lot too, but I want you to speak towards how you're able to be vulnerable and so open and have that courage to be able to do that. Yeah, I think it all goes back to fitness and realizing your worth. Uh, what I started doing, especially on Instagram, was I created a community where I could be 100% myself. It was never determined by my looks mm. because I hid my face. People were investing into me or their time and energy into me and that was what I learned that I had to apply into every space. I think the conflict most people have going into fitness is they're obsessed with the aesthetic version of it and forget that the actual empowerment comes from the journey and the fact that you just start stop caring what anyone else thinks yeah because you realize like whoa i hit those prs like i didn't think i could go out and be so confident in this new gym by myself like mm -hmm. that confidence and then the third piece of the puzzle is community the fact that i created a space where i could be 100 percent comfortable with myself i didn't tell any i didn't invite anyone to come to this page that wasn't into it mm -hmm. so if people unfollow me i'm like great that's not what you know this was not meant to be yeah. i want to be 100 percent my Self with the people that genuinely love and want to be empowered through knowledge. Yeah, that's awesome. So why do you why do you think that it's so important for people to have that community? Because like you said, you feel like your purpose is connecting people. Why do you think it's so important for people to be connected with others through this kind of community? Yeah, energy. I think an energy is infectious. That's why I'm obsessed with waking up at 5.45 a.m. Yeah. Because if I get to the gym at 6 a.m., it's totally different from the 7.30 a.m. crowd. Mm. The 6 a.m. crowd is infectious. They are determined. They are hustlers. They know that they are going in there and they're grinding. They're on their mission. But but they sit there and they'll acknowledge you for being there. So it's kind of that head nod of appreciation and respect okay. that you get. Uh, that's different from the 7.30 a.m. crowd that's kind of just like rolling in there. Yeah. Uh, and that same mindset, I always relate the gym ecosystem to real life, right? Like I know I wanted to create a team for my agency that had that same infectious personality. Everyone that came onto my team was like, I'm starving. Mm -hmm. Meaning that like they're here to grind and community teams teaches you if you are around hardworking people, just like ATV, that's where we're at right now, mm -hmm. it's a tech incubator. We're all on that hustle right now so we can help each other grow. But at the end of the day, everyone is in their own lane. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about 
what are other people thinking about me? Yeah. And that's if you have the right community, then, you know, you're only empowering yourself and then you're willing to help people around you too because you don't have that competition mindset. Mm-hmm. So in that, you've said it a couple of times now how you've gotten to this point where you don't care what others think about you. If you if you don't like my page and you don't want to follow it, then cool, unfollow me, great, everything like that. How are you so confident in yourself to be able to kind of block out the haters, if you will, and not let that get to you? Yeah, um, because I love myself. Mm. Uh, I think even with like dating, I think that's the best example, uh, especially women suffer with this, is we feel like we need to be needed or uh, we need to be attached to people and get their uh, check mark for approval. But through fitness, you learn that you're never really alone because you love yourself. Like that self-confidence, that self-worth you gain from being able to lift or being able to go into new environments. Um, And what I've realized is if I show up 100% authentically like me, then I'm going to only be friends with people that I want to be friends with. I'm not really concerned about the people that aren't attracted to me because they we weren't meant to be together in life. Yeah. And I'm always the one to offer other people. I'm like, hey, maybe I'm not the best fit for you, but let me like refer you to someone else that might be better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes just like relationships, you go through stages or friendships. Some friends are meant for some aspects of your life. And sometimes, you know, you outgrow your friends, but yeah. your best friends are going to be the ones that kind of go through everything with you. Yeah. And with my Instagram community, I've definitely made a lot of pivots. Like yeah. I was into hit training at first then i did bodybuilding then i did power lifting yeah. now i'm in like athletic style entrepreneurship and i've seen the core group of maybe two thousand people i can always depend on okay. that will always be with me and why do you think it is because i'm 100 me mm-hmm. they're there for my story okay because this is the part people get lost in the engagement when you're focused on the likes, the comments, the followers, you forget that there's real humans behind yeah. it. And the real human connection part is what I'm obsessed with. That's why I love the in-person connection. Mm-hmm. That's what matters more to me. Uh, and I've met maybe 2,000 people in real life now. Yeah. And that's why that's the number I'm focused on. And I wish more people would place more emphasis on human connection, but only using social media to get to that. Gotcha. Does that make Yeah, no, I don't, 100%. Um, when you talk to these, you know, when you're talking on Instagram, when you talk at your events, what's your, what's the main impact that you're trying to have on these people? I'm trying to make sure that they all meet each other. Yeah. Real, genuine connections. Hmm. Um, a couple things. So it's, I always hit on three topics whenever I start an event. Number one, I always break down the barriers and say, hey, Everyone is here to meet each other. You guys have all said yes, so you guys already have something in common right now. Number two, this event is all about community. Like, if you don't have a good workout, I don't care. If yeah. you complain about the uh, with the person next to you that Umama's burpees suck, I will be so happy about that. <laughs> uh, and then number three is I want to see people engaging outside of the event. Yeah. So, you know, every single event, I make sure there's some sort of interaction there because I know I can't personally be friends with everybody or hang out with them. But if I can bring a room together of like-minded people, I know that they can go out there and accomplish big things. Yeah, I think it's really cool that you start your events with that because I think that a lot of different events or like even just like group fitness classes, people don't 
feel like they should talk to others, but like you giving them and granting them permission, like, yeah. please talk to each other. That like prompts them to actually go out and do it and not have to do like an icebreaker or something oh, like that. It's God. like, y'all talk to, ne- talk to each other. You have something in common. That's like the number one thing in having a relationship, right? You have to find something in common. I think that's really cool that you give people the permission to actually do that. Exactly. Um, that's because, awesome. Because I know that community and friendships, those, those people surrounding you will be the ones that are going to make or break you in your pursuit of your passion. Of course, number one, you will always be your own biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. But number two, who are your top five, right? Who are the people that are going to uh, get your lifestyle and support you too? Yeah, you know, now I'm actually, I just had this thought pop in my head. I'm really interested into, like you're huge in the community. Have you had a community or a group of people that like really fired you up or like you always felt comfortable around, like maybe growing up or something that you always had this community that you always went back to that you feel like that's maybe why your passion for community is now where it is. Oh, man. I feel like I've definitely pivoted a lot with friends. Yeah. But uh, uh, let me see. There's always been core similarities with a group of friends that I've carried along with me. They're hardworking people. Okay. They're all doing their own thing. That is big yeah. because I don't need anyone all like all up in my business. But family, um, meaning my sister really, mm. uh, and my best friends that were in my sorority that saw me go through all my stages. My fraternity. I was a fraternity sweetheart too. So yeah. uh, people that have seen me go through all the stages had their own thing, but we were always collectively uh, supporting each other. But the the real big commonalities was just passion, yeah. uh, purpose, and a bigger uh, fulfilling goal that everyone else was chasing. Mm-hmm. When, when you said all these people were doing their own thing, what do you mean by that? That means uh, they, they discovered their own passions. Mm. Uh, and whether it was starting a club or they were really into sports or really into their community groups, uh, we would all go and support each other's individual passions but we were all doing our own thing too yeah i think what i'm hearing is that they were being like them they weren't being somebody else that they want somebody that somebody else wanted them to be Mm -hmm. and they realized that they were they were mindful enough about themselves and who they were and what they were passionate about and what their purpose was and they actually went and did it and not somebody that like didn't really wasn't in touch with who they were and just kind of like went off the beaten path of whatever somebody else wanted them to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people get lost in that. I I do feel like sometimes you have to tag along your friend's purposes or their passions. No doubt. But while you're there, you might discover your own. That's why I always say, like, with uh, jobs that you have, it's kind of like the five different boyfriends you have in life. Uh, This concept is so true because it's your first boyfriend. uh, You are learning about, like, okay, it's your first love. Uh, I'm probably just going to learn about myself and how to love number two is the bad boy right so uh you know i'm gonna learn what i don't want in a man and number three is this is like the person that fulfills everything in my life but there's still a gap in my heart and then number four and five is when you really find your purpose but it was through those other people uh and Mm. you discover what the gap was and then you fulfill it with that person or that passion gotcha and what so one thing i was actually thinking about asking but i feel like you kind of answered it there was all these people that you were surrounding yourself with and that were constant, we were doing their own thing. They knew their, or they had a feeling of what their passion was and what mm-hmm. their purpose was. How do you think people figure out what that is, what their passion is, what their purpose was? Like you said, yours is community. And then you kind of, I think just touched on it by just like experiencing different things. But I speak a little bit more to like yeah. what, how people figure out their passion and purpose. 
go 100% all in in things you love. I think we are in this like 50-50 mentality of, oh, I think I have 10 million passions. Just find something you really enjoy, go all in, and then find the gap or the niches in that market that you really understand or are passionate about. But I mean, it's not like a one or two week thing. Sometimes this is like two years. I gym hopped for a year and a half. And then I started realizing, like I literally have been to 287, (laughs) 387 gyms across the US. And it was just a personal habit. I love just working out and I love the community. I was obsessed with learning. And that's going to be the key differentiator for anyone that student mentality not always wanting to jump in and give the right answers to people but learning sitting quietly and listening yeah uh and when you start listening that's when you start finding your heart speaking like hey maybe i have a better answer for this Mm -hmm. and then you start finding your passion that way gotcha i think a lot of times going 100% in on certain things and doing going out on a limb on certain experiences is really tough and can be a huge risk and people have that fear factor that I don't know if I should do it. So what would you tell somebody who has this like, oh, I don't know, this is like kind of a big risk, but I feel like I should probably experience that or try that. So what would you say to that person to like nudge them over the edge? Yeah, take baby steps, Yeah, right? It's like making small switches in your diet. Like Doing whole 30 things like that, that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, let me make small switches in my diet. So for me, I knew I wasn't just going to quit my job mm-hmm. and do this. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm going to spend one day every single week gym hopping. Okay. Like it was small little traits and then creating the community, creating the events. So when you are really trying to go 100%, first go 100% block one day off every single week to going 100%. Mm. And whether that's going all in on social media, like building your brand or with the fitness industry, like meeting people, or maybe it's just starting your own company. Start building a brand, start building your name, start building interests, and then escalate to a point where you're just like, oh, I got this. Gotcha. I think that's a great action step for people to be able to take, to be able to actually hear and be like, okay, I can do that because it's doable. It's just about consistency. Make a small step and actually be consistent with it. Because then I think that's very relatable in terms of working out. I think a lot of people, if they haven't worked out before and they need to lose a whole bunch of weight, they're like, oh, I'm going to start working out five, six days a week. It's like, please don't. Don't do that. (laughs) I know. But so it's just like being able to you just have to have the confidence that the consistency is going to pay off down the exactly. road. So, and just like, it will, it will, as long as and you're consistent, trusting, just do it. Consistency and trusting the process, but listening. I think that's the mm. other thing, a step that most people don't have is, uh, they don't listen to the people around them. They're not listening to their heart. They're not researching and learning because that student mentality will carry so far. Student mentality, meaning that eagerness to want to learn and apply or just listening to other people and knowing what you don't want to do. That's what's going to help shift people's mentality of what to do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Going all in is great. I 100% back it, but you've got to first do the research first do but don't be obsessed with the research where you never take the actions research take action research it's like training right Mm -hmm. you find out how to do a a curl and then you execute on it you're not just gonna keep researching a curl for like Mm -hmm. two weeks and then do a curl one of the things that you were talking about was be able to listen to other people and listen to yourself Mm -hmm. how do you what's kind of like the process of listening to other people because I think sometimes 
people don't necessarily always give us the great advice and like how do you so I want I want you to talk on talk to how to kind of listening to other people and yeah. filter the right things in and also after that kind of how do you talk to yourself and be able to listen to yourself properly yeah uh, man this is a great trait that's going to carry on in business and in life mm-hmm. uh, relationships so number one first how to listen effectively yeah. sometimes i think our brain switches and we hear what we want to right uh, as 100%. women like as women we always try to go to like the negative or someone's trying to attack us so what i've started to do is i listen to the last word of what someone is saying so that makes me very aware of what they're actually saying and i'm so i'm actually listening okay Mm -hmm. so this is actually a concept that they do in monologues uh is or mono it's a game you play basically after the last word anyway so you're listening effectively number two it's okay who is this person the person that's giving the advice are they coming from a good place what have they accomplished do they actually understand what my goals and visions are mm-hmm. and what i've learned to do is always respect people's words right i think there's a difference between listening and hearing right right so hearing is when you are just taking in what someone is just saying at face value listening is where you're just like i really care i am going to take this advice and apply it but i think that also comes with just understanding people will all have their own perspectives but you take what you want and leave what you don't okay right gotcha. that, and that's for everything i've had literally random guys come up to me at the gym. Actually, I had a guy yesterday. I was deadlifting and, you know, my max is like 200. <laughs> and so I'm like hitting 185 and he's like, oh yeah, if you want to pick up bigger weight, you need to curl your back. I was like, stop. So I'm not going to waste my time like having yeah. a conversation with this person. I was like, thank you. I really appreciate yeah. your advice. I know the biomechanics and science behind it, yeah. right? Show your hips back. Uh, but you're respectful I'm respectful, right? Yeah. I'm always be respectful of people's opinions, but take what you want, leave what you don't. Mm-hmm. Because even in business, I've gotten some terrible business advice. Yeah. I mean, my parents are always negging me out. They're like, quit your job, go get a real job, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, number one, be your own cheerleader. Number two, always do your own research. And number three, take what you want, leave what you don't. Mm. So your I, I didn't, your parents aren't a hundred percent for you doing what you're doing right now. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, I I definitely didn't even tell them when I got laid off. I yeah. just was just like, thank God this is happening. I'm not gonna tell my parents because I believed in myself. Mm-hmm. I knew I could do this, uh, but there can. It's just really cultural barriers. Mm. My parents are very hardworking people. Uh, they came from Bangladesh. My dad moved here when he was like 28, mm. went to school here. And my parents don't have traditional Bengali jobs. So I'm. Uh, my dad is in banking. My mom is a teacher. And the traditional brown jobs are more like gas stations right. or babysitters, things like that. So they worked really hard to establish their names. So they never understood why I would want to go through the same pain and suffering yeah. that they had to go through. And I was like, mm. dude hard work is in my blood like I cannot like I was making 75k two years ago I took a $50,000 pay cut because I know I could make 10 million times that right but I'm not obsessed with the money the money's been coming because I know I'm passionate and number two I'm 
such a hard worker yeah. because of them. But they, my dad is very money driven. So he's my banker. So he sees my bank account too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's how he measures results. My mom measures results by family. So she's like, why are you not married? Why do you not have kids? Mm. Two areas in life that I know are just going to come at its right time. But um, I, I've just learned to respect their opinions. I've learned to not argue. I've learned to just listen. Uh, or I've learned to hear them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I take what I want. Uh, and I've learned another thing is to get them involved. Okay. Uh, I think that's cool. Yeah. But it's hard because Bengali people, um, they just don't understand the fitness thing. And mm. that's not what I do. Fitness isn't my career, but right. it's my industry, my passion. Uh, and they see I definitely taken a lot of leaps yeah. in the brown community. Mm. And in the brown community, it's all about what will people think. And I hear that from my mom all the time. Uh, I have several videos of me crying on my phone. Yeah. Uh, my mom saying, shut down all of your pages right now. Like, the, everyone is making fun of us and all that. And I'm like, dude, who do you love more? Do you care about their opinions or do you care about me? Mm. And I've had that argument and that was it. Um, and now they're kind of just like bystanders. They're seeing small progress, yeah. but they're still not 100% behind it. Jeez. So what? what's that like? I mean, like I won this big pitch for the airport and, you know, I even gave them a tour of my office uh, and we made small steps of progress, but it's just hard. I've just learned that I have to be my own cheerleader. I have to, uh, my sister is my biggest support system. Mm. My parents threatened to like basically disown me. Mm. And my sister was like, if you disown her, you disown me too. And so she's been a big glue for us. And It's just made me stronger. Yeah. Uh, it's made me realize that I don't care what anyone else says mm-hmm. because I'm going to always do the work and I'm going to win. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that I think that maybe one thing that your parents probably don't necessarily realize is that they're more you're more similar to them than they want you to be oh, because yeah. you're wanting to go through like like you said hard work is in your blood but you have the confidence that you're going to that you're going to make it work no matter what. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it'll pay off down the road. Just, I know. That's I just, awesome. Patience, right? Yeah, patience. It's funny. My dad is a big community leader. Like, really? He, growing up, he hosted these events every single month in our house. We have a big picnic he's doing with 150 people. Yeah. So I watched him doing this. So it's funny that he hates fitness and the community events that I throw. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm doing what you do. Yeah, come on. Open your eyes. My dad was actually a big celebrity in Bangladesh. She used to be a newspaper writer. And he had like fans that would show yeah. up at his door. And I'm like, dude, I'm basically you. Yeah, do you not realize? Like, <laughs> no. So it's just ironic, but yeah. it's kind of cool. Gotcha. So what do you think right now is your biggest challenge personally? Not even with the business. What do you think is your biggest challenge personally? Oh, I have so much on my plate. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning. I need to learn how to delegate. Uh, I'm definitely a perfectionist. Uh, I want to be able to have my hands in everything. And since I'm so obsessed with like the human connection aspect, I have to realize like, okay, mama, you've got to think bigger scale. You've got to think bigger impact. Uh, you could spend two hours with this person or you can make like a lifetime of impact on one million people. Yeah. Right. So I'm learning, okay, here's where I can delegate, hire someone to do this, outsource this. Uh, and Number three is whew, take care of myself. Um, yeah. I recently I'm experiencing. What does that mean? 
um, investing back into me and going back to the same things I always preach about, uh, which is nutrition. Like I recently had a lactose. Uh, I'm now lactose intolerant. I break out. I don't wash my face. Mm. Um, I don't know how to take breaks. But I'm being aware and things that I've done to help myself get better is I journal every morning now, uh, five to 10 minutes. I'm like, dude, you can carve out 10 minutes. It's literally on my calendar. No one can bother me before 10 a.m. because I have to do that. And I always train in the morning. Like I set myself up um, when I quit my job. I was like for the ideal lifestyle that I want to live, I want to be able to work out and do my own thing till 10 a.m. And after that, I will take care of the world. Yeah. But uh, that morning time is so precious to me. So just being aware that I can't sacrifice that time for anyone because then I'll be no good. Gotcha. Being able to take care of yourself first because you can't give to other people necessarily what you're not experiencing yourself. Dude, it's all about the whole pouring into yourself before pouring to others, right? Yeah, 100%. it those those little cliche quotes start to make sense i hate saying them yeah but then like damn it that is true (laughs) yeah no 100 percent. so i want you to talk a little bit more about what taking care of yourself means like you said the fitness and journaling what do those things do for you that make you like one more of yourself if Mm -hmm. that makes sense like why do those things allow you to now go and take care of the rest of everybody else yeah it's taught me self-respect, right? Mm. Fitness is what got me started with everything and believing in myself. So if I don't continuously have that in my life to remind myself that I can accomplish anything, then I start to see myself like dwelling down those paths of just overwhelm and I shut down. But that's why rest days for me, I really don't take that many. It's bad to say, like I definitely want to be better about them, but yeah. rest days I worry about myself because I know I do rely on fitness to empower myself yeah. because I do be- it's it's a whole routine for me. I train my body, I train my mind next through podcasts and through reading books, and then I train my soul with the journaling. Okay. So those three components all before 10 a.m. every single day, mm. uh, but I've learned to invest into myself uh, through those methods because that mentality is what sharpens me to be able to go tackle on. I mean, I'm dealing with some big stuff. So like to be able to uh, take that mentality and shift it into that important. That's awesome. I think those three things are huge because I I myself am a huge habit person, especially morning, because Mm -hmm. to me, it's so important to have something structured like that in the morning because that's when the least distractions are. I think that so many things can happen throughout the day today and you can't control it as much. You know, you could be driving and you get a flat tire or you get a phone call that lasts 10 minutes longer than you expected and it stops you. But being able to set up your morning the right way, you're not, you have a lot less distractions that are able to come your way during the morning. So I think that's huge. And a lot of people need to find something that works for them to implement in their morning routine. Exactly. It's the uh, idea of compartmentalizing too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Uh, I compart, especially when things go wrong, if in the morning you were just focused on you, then it's easier to have that mindset of, okay, I've already, I've already checked three things off my list that I accomplished that I did right. The magic of momentum just carries on throughout the rest of the day. So if you have a flat tire, the run over call, which happens to me all the time, I'm just like, okay, check what's next. Right. Yeah. So momentum, huge. Gotcha. I think that's, I think being 
mindful of those those three things that you were talking about um taking care of your body your what were, so body with training yeah. mind with podcast or audible yeah. and, and then, then three soul. soul is journaling god being and mindful meditation yeah but meditation is i think a weird uh sometime has the wrong connotation i think we think um like yeah <laughs> no i don't have time for that yeah but, so what meditation is, is the practice of silence. Okay. So it's solitude. It's just being mindful of your environment. You can even do this in your car when you are in traffic. Turn off the music. Just be in the moment. So that's the soul component I think we can do um, throughout the day too. Uh, and then also what I do is 20-minute naps. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so my keys to my survival. Yeah. Do 20-minute naps in the car, on the couch, nowhere too comfortable. Yeah. 20 minutes. Uh, at the later half the day when you just need to respite, gotcha. not 30, 20. 20. Wow. There's and, science behind it. Yeah. And being, and you have to be super disciplined. Like after 20, I'm up. Like no questions asked. 20. So what I do is I say, hey Siri, set my alarm for 22 minutes. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's never good. So, and then I have two minutes to basically get comfy and then 20 minutes knockout back up. Wow. I like that. That's That's cool. why all around our office, we have nap pods here. Oh man. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So I always ask the same two questions for people to finish. So you just turned 27. Yes. Awesome. Best have, year ever. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, so just turned 27. I know you have a bunch of goals, things you want to create, things you want to do, things you want to accomplish. 37-year-old Umama, mm-hmm. what does she look like? What has she done? What has she created? What has she accomplished? She looks just like this. Yeah. <laughs> she's a badass. She's a worldwide speaker. Uh, she's impacted in person 10,000 people or 30,000 people, okay. 37,000 people, one person for every <laughs> Actually, that's – anyways, math is wrong. Um, <laughs> it's all right. And just super confident um, and still on the pursuit of passion and purpose in connecting people, whatever, if it's through technology, if it's through fitness, I just hope uh, and I know I will continue to do that. Gotcha. That's awesome. Well, before I ask the last question, I want to acknowledge you for a second for being super authentic (laughs) towards your passion. And even though you have your parents that aren't 100% with you, you so believe in yourself and your passion and that you're going to make it happen and that you're going for it. And I think that's so crucial because I think a lot of people have such a great support system, but still don't do it. Mm -hmm. But because you have such a great foundation in yourself and because you take care of yourself first, you have the confidence that you can go do it. And I think that's so great. And I think that's what a lot of people, why they flock to you and why they follow you and why those 2000 really stick with you no matter what. Um, So that's cool. Um, Now, before the last question, tell everybody where they can find you online, social media, and everything like that. Yeah, guys. Well, um, you can find the sassy woman uh, (laughs) on Instagram as smallandstrong.fit. My agency page is sass brands, S-A-S-S brands. Uh, I share a lot of marketing uh, tutorials on that page. And then my fitness Instagram is more about just empowerment, how to use fitness to empower your big goals. Gotcha. Uh, And then you can always email me if you have questions at umama at sassbrands.com very good awesome well you guys go go and follow her and everything like that um last question um i think i've kind of portrayed my passion of want to become the best version of myself right and i think that it's always a constant journey i don't know if we're ever to that best version of ourselves. hopefully on the last day our last breath we can have the confidence like i'm i am what i was supposed to be yeah. and like, like i kind of talked about it earlier 
Um, I think to me, being the best version of yourself is me, means being 100% you and just making that 100% you a little upgraded every single day. So what I want to ask you is for you personally, if you could do three things or work on three things to become that best version of yourself, Mm -hmm. what would those three things be? I would learn to trust in others and delegate. Hmm. Um, I would, uh, man, learn to rest. Okay. Take breaks, not quit. And just continue to impact. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. That's awesome. Well, that's all we got. I appreciate you. I'm so proud of you, too. But, (laughs) Nick, uh, just to leave off, like, you doing this, you speaking to your crowd, you reaching out to the right leaders in the community, you're creating that community that's going to continue to push your purpose. You're so good at this. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I got warm and fuzzies. I send video messages, so Nick (laughs) replied back to me. Most people don't reply back to me in video (laughs) messages. Uh, I loved it. I felt like super flattered. I was like, that's awesome. um, But continue to have that personal impact on people and don't get lost in the noise because you were so good and the fact that you went all in the fact that you knew to quit go uh, move out to nashville mm-hmm. pursue this 100 percent, surround yourself with the right community and chase opportunities that align with you that mentality and investing in yourself will go the longest run, and I know you're going to win and dominate. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate it. That's awesome. That's all we got. Appreciate you coming in. No there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now it's time to act. Leave a like and a comment on YouTube. Subscribe to that page. If you're on iTunes, leave it a five-star review. Help the show move up the ranks so more and more people can get access to it. Feel free to take a screenshot of this episode and let me know you're listening on Instagram. Umama's energy travels through the microphone. Her passion for giving it 100% towards what she loves has driven her to where she is today. Her confidence in her work and her purpose is what I would love for everyone to have in their everyday lives. Thanks so much for listening. Keep taking consistent action every single day. Now it's time to go out and upgrade yourself today to get closer and closer to your best you.